0: Welcome to the YMCA Love Notes podcast. Love Notes engages teens in conversations about areas of life that impact relationships such as personality styles, expectations, communication, consent, and dating violence. For more information about Love Notes, please visit YMCALouisville.org. Conversations, stories, and interviews recorded for this podcast are the express opinions of youth participating in the Love Notes program. They do not necessarily reflect the opinions or ideas of the mission of the YMCA of Greater Louisville.
1: All right. Uh, Hi, everybody. My name is Jeremy. Uh, I go to, well, I am 25, and I'm currently not in school. But looking to go back for a master's at U of L, hopefully.
2: All right. Well, hi everyone. I'm Avion. I am 19, and I go to the illustrious Kentucky State University.
1: Uh,
3: I'm Devin, and I just got out of my 10th grade year at Iroquois High School.
1: All right. Great. Great. So it's uh, great to be here with you all right now. I know this is part of the Love Notes program, so it's an opportunity for young people, to actually get together, talk about relationships, and just have real talk, you know, the sort of stuff that you don't get in in school all the time. So, so far, uh, I'll I'll actually start with you, Devin. What are some things that you've gotten from the program?
3: Oh, uh, I've just been here for one day, but so far I think that I've really learned the importance of personality types and who you are and how you handle situations
1: that can really impact a relationship. Okay, personality types, that's a big one. I mean so, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on personality to have? Uh,
2: that's a good question. I really never thought about it that much. I don't know. Um, it's very important in a relationship, of course, because I want to make sure the person that I'll probably be talking to eventually start dating. I mean, our personalities kind of match up. So we kind of the same but not as the same. I mean, we can have some things in common but not a lot of things in common if that makes sense.
1: Okay, okay. So, like, you recognize you're both going to have your own personality. Yes. It doesn't have to be like a complete overlap. Like, you don't have to have the exact same personality. You can compensate for each other, maybe.
2: Like, I don't want them, it's going to be weird, but I don't want them to like the same TV shows as me. I don't want them to like the same sports as me. I'm sorry. I mean, I want to eventually learn, well, get to know you for your personality and what you are. Then versus being like, oh, I already know this, All right, I already know this, like, let me eventually learn you.
1: Okay. How about you,
3: Devin? Uh, well, I feel like the, that doesn't just apply to romantic relationships, like, even with your friends or even your family, um, you know, uh, I, I just, I completely get what uh, he said about, you know, it is good to compensate for each other, you know, like you said, actually. Um, and I feel like if somebody is, I, I, I don't think that your personalities have to be identical to be compatible. Okay. Okay.
1: Well, let's talk about that then. So, uh, compatibility, we've already talked about compensating, but maybe let's like drill into it deeper through the lens of our personalities. So from your perspective, like what are some different things that can allow people to be compatible in any kind of relationship?
3: All right, all right. Um, I do feel like, uh, personally, I'm very talkative. I'm very out there. I'm very energetic. Typically, so I feel like that uh, I, I will usually get along with people who, either a uh, are also talkative or b are just good listeners. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, on the other side, uh, if, if two people are very competitive, fiery, you know, they really have that that spark. I guess I don't know how else you'd say that. Uh, I feel like that might lead to issues sometimes, but it can also just go the other way, and it could make them compatible because they just have that shared uh, energy.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it's interesting. You know, have you ever had an experience where you see like two or more people together, and the way that they're interacting is like, how do they get along? I don't understand how they make this work, but when it comes down to it, like they're they're actually super close. I know, like, I've seen I've seen lots of couples or friend groups where on first blush it's like that doesn't really make sense but when you actually look into it more it's like yeah just like what you said they argue all the time but they love arguing or one is super silent and the other person's talking but like that other person just loves listening so they make it work being aware of the, the personality types personality types of the people that you're with is important, and being aware of your own is important. Like, if I speak for myself, I know that one aspect of my personality type is that I'm really open. I'm open to new experiences. I'm particularly open to new people. I wanna learn from new people. I wanna understand people's perspectives. Uh, So, I have to be careful, because sometimes, when I'm so open, I don't always acknowledge all the red flags that people might be putting out there. Because I give people the benefit of the doubt. You know, If I meet someone new, I want to hear what they have going on. If they um, do something that might be slightly harmful, I want to imagine that they have good intentions and that they made a mistake. That means that someone could take advantage of me. So because I know that about myself, I can be extra diligent. And I can be more assertive about setting boundaries. So it doesn't stop me from being open to new people. But it also, it just allows me to be more protective as well. So I can balance myself out. Um, that's part of the, the benefits of, of knowing that the personality that you have and knowing how they've evolved over time and where they came from, you know? How about you, Devin? What, what do you think about that distinction when it comes to people saying sorry?
3: Well, uh, you know, I feel like, uh, especially today, it's kind of hard to tell when people are being sincere. Uh, I feel like people are, uh, they've kind of gotten more manipulative as time has just gone on. And in today's society, uh, we live in a very digital world and that makes it a lot easier when you're not there in person to maybe manipulate someone or get away with something that you really probably shouldn't be doing. Um, but yeah, I just feel like it's very easy to manipulate people these days and that's definitely not a good thing. Um. I, I think that as a species, we should maybe just try and be a little more honest, a little more open, a little more forthcoming.
1: Yeah, I hear you. you know, it's, it's really interesting. You know, th- there's this one perspective on life that says that uh, we're all just kind of you know, players on a stage. So every person is part of this you know, big theatrical production called life and everyone has a role that they just kind of slip into. You can consider that kind of like your personality. Um, It's going to have to do with like the jobs or or hobbies that you have in society, how you treat other people, um, you know, the education that you try to take on, and just generally how you present yourself. And I think and I'm, I'm curious to get you all's perspective on this because I feel like you're even closer to it because of your age. Uh, I'm wondering about the extent to which, like, technology and particularly social media is making it so that it's more likely for people to be, like, really skilled, especially young people to be really skilled at putting on exactly the kind of performance that they want. Because they know how to post pictures, they know how to edit pictures, they know how to edit videos, so that their social media is making them look exactly the way they want to look. And so that people are, you know, perceiving them exactly the way they want to be perceived. Um, And because of that, you know, even though that could be a positive thing, maybe some people are using that to be more manipulative, well, what are you all's thoughts on that? You, you could disagree with that whole theory. You could add on to it. What are you thinking?
3: Uh, well, I mean, y- you just brought up a really good point there uh, about the whole ideology that we're all just players on a stage. Um, so it, it's it's frustrating to me personally that uh, we, we do kind of live – a society where we can so easily fake the truth um, and it's just I feel like everybody has at least one story where they've been even even just slightly misinformed on something uh, that they would consider important through technology and uh, social media so and, and especially when you think about it you know previous gener- generations didn't really have to deal with this specific issue and uh, I feel like, li- like you said, it, it can be a lot easier to, you know, it, it does have positives. But I feel like overall, um, it, the, the negative of just being able to manipulate people so easily just far outweighs those. Mm.
1: Okay. Ultimately, you know, when we're talking about how weird our reality is, uh, that extends to the weirdness of like, modern day relationships because of you know, different ways that people can manipulate you, um, trick you into thinking that they have a certain kind of personality when maybe they have a different kind, or manipulate you because of the personality that you have. Um, it's also important to, to be aware of like how this goes to macro relationships, like right? the relationship that you have to, uh, to your, the media consumption, to your communities, um, and any sort of trust or distrust that you have with your institutions whenever they feel like they're they're not treating you the way that you need to be treated as a group. So systemic racism uh, is, is going to be something that's uh, going to hit very hard for both the people who are directly suffering it, as well as allies, as well as ultimately every person in the community, because it makes the community worse. Uh, and there's a lot of manipulation that goes into that. So yeah, just again, thank you for bringing that up. You know. um, I I think it's great to hear from you all, and I'd love to hear more from you all because I think we we are at a point where it's hard to really know what's going on for real, you know. Um, but I I particularly I want to know how do you all find authenticity uh and we can kind of explore like what that really means but just just for now like how do you all find authenticity like realness in your personal lives and then we can radiate outwards and see like how do you find that in your community how do you find that in the world and let's see if we can also tie it back into that that conversation about relationships your romantic your friendship relationships and your relationship with the community
3: um when, when you say onth- authenticity, I, uh, I think a lot about emotions and opening up to people in that respect. Um, and I feel like emotions, uh, you might be able to hide them. You, you might be able to maybe try and change them, but they're there and there's not much you can do about that. Uh, so I feel like it's kind of hard to uh, really fake emotions convincingly, uh, especially if you're right there uh, in person. So I feel like a lot of times if I'm searching for some authenticity, I will try and just see how people are feeling around me, see what the mood is and see if maybe I can figure out what's going on through that.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, what I'm hearing though is you're, you're trying to use some emotional intelligence. like You're trying to exercise your empathy and your ability to read and interpret emotions to see how real people are being with you.
3: I'd say that's pretty accurate, yeah.
1: Okay, okay. Uh, Devin, how would you relate mind reading to what you were talking about? And maybe we can talk about the pros and the cons of all of these different skills. Uh,
3: w- when you say mind reading, that that really uh, that, 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 that uh, sparks some imagery of thoughts. You know, emotional intelligence is emotions, and mind reading is what you're thinking. So I do feel like it's a bit harder to, to predict what people are thinking because they can, they can manufacture that a lot easier than emotions is the point I was making earlier. But I do feel like if you can get a grasp on what someone's thinking, that can oftentimes be a lot more useful than just uh, the very vague emotional uh, aspect, you know? So um, I, I think that if you can really get a sense of what someone's thinking, that's harder to do, but it can be a lot more valuable. Uh, You know, personally, we've talked about some pretty heavy topics just now, and I feel like it's pretty hard to convince everything that I've really gained from this, but some of the things that I personally would say I learned just now are, um, you know, it's a lot easier to communicate your feelings and what you're saying if you can really get a grasp of what's going on around you. And it's also a lot easier to talk about these heavy topics when you have some other people who are also giving their own input. And I really appreciate just being here with you guys. So, all
1: right, all right thank you very much, everyone, uh, and for everyone listening, I just appreciate your uh, your patience, and I hope that this was entertaining. Take care, treat yourself well, uh, find love, self love, and love for others, and be good to yourself. Love
0: Notes is a grant-funded program offered to teens and young adults in our community. Love Notes is supported by grant number TP-1AH000264 from the DHHS Office of Population Affairs. Contents are solely the responsibility of the authors and do not necessarily represent the official views of the Department of Health and Human Services or the Office of Population Affairs.